What's up, ladies? Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman Podcast. I'm Toshiba Oliver, and Leah Ross is my co-host. Listen, living as an urban Christian woman is a great gift and an amazing mission, which is why we need to be equipped for the everyday life. So whether you're hanging with the kiddos, washing dishes, checking emails, at the gym, or maybe even on your train commute, keep listening because God's word has the truth for your everyday life. Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman. What's up, ladies? How you guys doing? Welcome back. Welcome back. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back for season two of the Urban Christian Woman Podcast. The Urban Christian Woman Podcast. So glad to be back. We're happy to be back. Mm -hmm. Leah, you had a good summer. Been a minute. Yeah. Had a good summer. (laughs) Had, you know, it was pretty low key with the little one, with Mm -hmm. the new baby around. You don't get to do all the up and down craziness, mm-hmm. but just the regular rhythms were fun. Yeah. So yeah. I enjoyed it. How about you? I, I enjoyed it. I love mm-hmm. Cleveland. I love the summertime in Cleveland. Yes, we have sort of had an extended summer just a bit. Yeah. Right? That's like true. Last week it was like 84, 85. 85. So, you know, we have been very grateful mm-hmm. for that. And um, ladies, we are so excited because we actually have created mm-hmm. some we're going in a, a little bit of a new direction and a new focus yeah but our mission is the same Still the same which is to restore women with god's truth for everyday life so we're mm-hmm. super excited as always about the mission that god has told us yes. to do and to and commissioned us to commit to it over this year we are going to be creating sort of um, almost like seasons or a, actually not even a season. It's actually going to be a series. Yeah, it's going to be a series. Sets. Yeah. We're doing series sets and the series sets are going to consist of specific books of the Bible. As you guys know, the Urban Christian Woman host um, a summer gathering called um, Summer in the City, which is a pop-up Bible study and so many women's mm-hmm. lives have been enriched from the word, right? And yeah. so um, we are... We're like, why are we just doing that at Summer in the City? We need to transition that into the podcast. And so instead of this being theme topics, um, we are going to focus in this series on a book of the Bible. And our book of the Bible for the first series is what, Leah? Colossians! Colossians. I'm so pumped. So yeah, so our first series is in Colossians, and the theme that we're going to be looking at throughout the book is living faithfully as urban Christian women. And so when we are going through, we're going to be going through the book of Colossians section by section, but even as we go through that way, and even as we look at the themes and are putting ourselves into the scripture in the Mm -hmm. context... We're going to be looking at it also in light of living faithfully as urban Christian women. Yes. So, I'm pumped. And the question really is, why? Why do we need to talk about living faithfully as urban Christian women? I mean, like, why do we even have to have this section of focus mm-hmm. of urban and what's happening in the city that's different from mm-hmm. the suburbs? Leah, you want to... Put some two cents on yeah. that. Put so a two cent. I'm going to just talk about my little slice of life and sort of how this is relevant. But I think that um, when you're living in the city and you're living really in close proximity with all types of different folks, um, all walks of life, 
um, you know, really being able to stay focused on, for me to be able to stay focused on my mission, the vision that the Lord has given me and what he has me walking in. It requires being rooted in God's word. It requires a specific focus of how am I called to live faithfully in this place? Um, mm-hmm. And so that's one for me. How about you, Shee? Yeah, I when I think about um, things that are actually happening in the city mm-hmm. that don't necessarily happen as much within mm-hmm. um, suburban contexts, right? Like yeah. we have um, our neighborhoods are a lot more diverse Um like socioeconomically, mm-hmm. um, culturally, ethnically. Um, and I think that that's a huge scope for me always. On top of that, I also think that um, there's the space of, you know, the 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 Aragapas or the city is really where much of culture actually takes place. Yeah. As the city goes, so go yeah. other spaces, you know, and I've heard Tim Keller talk about that, you know, as the city goes, so goes everything else. Mm-hmm. And so I think that this is a huge space. Even as we began to talk about Colossians, you know, um, I loved uh, just getting some framework for this study because mm-hmm. Colossians, a it was city. a metropolis. Yeah. It was a city. And, um, and that city sort of... Um, actually at one time was really like big and booming bustling right Mm -hmm. right and and eventually it sort of just sort of faded into Mm -hmm. the night and so it's very um near and dear i think personally because as cleveland is now being revitalized um that has been a bit of the narrative yeah i think even for our own city is um that and there are still places where um it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. restored where the um the industry and mm-hmm. um those types of things the steel industry has um lost a lot of um of the economy you yeah. know and so um i think that it's just a near and dear place to me and it's a near and dear place mm-hmm. to god's heart to go in and deal with the city context yeah. and then allow it to flow out into other spaces how will we structure yeah. this podcast especially for today's podcast we're going to just be going into the book of Colossians and yeah. give us some introduction. So what are we going to be doing? Leah? Yeah. So the structure is going to be real similar to that of the pop-up Bible studies, the summer in the city, um, in the sense of, and if you haven't been, just keep an eye out because each summer it just gets more and more amazing. I'm floored, yeah. not by anything that we're doing, but just God is faithful and he shows up and women show up and it's so good. And it's so good. So that's a, a quick plug and a celebration from summer in the city. It was great. Yeah. Uh, but and if you don't live in yeah. Cleveland, we're sorry that you don't. But now we're bringing we're summer in the city that, to you. We're sorry that you don't for more reasons than just summer in the city. <laughs> this is true. This is true. We love Cleveland. Yes. Yes, um, we do. So that being said. Yeah. So the structure is very similar to that in that we will give the background. Um, we'll give a little background of the book, some context of who is writing, where is the author writing from, who is he writing to, What's the cultural and historic sort of setting that this is happening? So we're, we want to set the stage. Mm-hmm. We want to give the background. We want to really set the stage appropriately so that as we read, we're not just putting ourselves in the story, but we're seeing how we can pull from what's actually there. Right. So and I think this that. is how, the, you know, this is how you handle God's word rightly, yeah, right? Absolutely. Like you don't want to put yourself into any 
context. Mm -hmm. Like you need to be able to see the context and say, man, this is so relevant for today Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. in light of how God has used the scriptures and used Paul to write this letter. So first of all, the book of Colossians is um, a letter. It is a letter. It's also known as epistles. And um, Paul is writing this letter to the church of Colossae. And um, yeah, talk to us about where Mm -hmm. is Paul writing this from Mm -hmm. um, and who he's writing it with. Right. Yeah. So Paul is writing from prison in Rome and he's writing to the church. um, And he actually, so Paul is not writing as someone who planted the church, but we'll get into that a little more. But the church was actually planted by uh, a faithful servant named Epaphras mm-hmm. um, and he actually responded to, to Paul's gospel message back in Ephesians and, and then was sent and commissioned to plant this church in um, Colossae mm-hmm. and so what actually is really interesting if when we're talking about context the books of Colossians, Ephesians and then um, Philemon. Philemon Philemon are all very closely interconnected because the the church planting the mission and then just the time line in which these letters were written were very close together so that's that's some really interesting context in my opinion mm-hmm. i think it's mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. and he is also writing this not just um from prison but he's writing it with his own hand yep. in chains mm-hmm. it articulates this in verse 18 of um, the first chapter. And then he is also um, doing it with... Alongside of Timothy. Alongside of Timothy. Alongside of Timothy. So we already see two players here, um, which is Paul and we see Timothy. And then talk to us about where is Colossae? Mm-hmm. What is what is Colossae known for? And what has happened or is happening um, in Colossae? Yeah. So Colossae is located, the, the location is in Asia. It's uh, above the Black the Black Sea and the, and the I'm sorry, south of the Black Sea and above the Mediterranean Sea. Um, and so it's set in a place that was sort of um, an easy central place for people that are coming and going, transport and exchange. So it was in a place that and a lot of cities were like that because how did you get sort of this conglomerate gathering of different types of people? It's because people were coming and going for trade and exchange. So that's sort of where it was. And um, what was happening at the time is the, the Colossian church was dealing with some some heresy. Can you define heresy for us? Because I feel like we throw out that word and it's like, heresy? Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, heresy is actually just um, false teaching yeah. in the form of philosophy, mm-hmm. in the form of um, evoking elemental spirits. Um it's coming out of a space, um, specifically with heresy, its focus is on highly intelligent people mm-hmm. and being a thinker. And so everything is related to um, how we think about something, which can be, right. it, it can be a good thing, mm-hmm. but when you actually are overthinking, it actually um, diminishes what God's word is and God has given his word, which is right. It's true. It's Mm -hmm. good for the body. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what heresy is. It's false teaching. And oftentimes it's not like this outright boldness. It's a little bit of adding to, Mm -hmm. or it's minimizing. Right. Right. Adding to or taking away. That's right. 
um, from the teaching and from what is written, from what is written. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Adding to or taking away from what is written in the text mm-hmm. of God's word. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's happening. Which at that time was very much not only the letters, but we're talking about the missionaries that were being sent to plant these churches at mm-hmm. the time and the letters that they were bringing with them that were instructing the church mm-hmm. based on the revelation of God based on the revelation of spirit and based on the law of God. Right. And, and oftentimes like many of these, um, just, just to talk about this a little bit with not going in into it too much, but really what was happening in that, in Mm -hmm. that time was a lot of cultural pressure was taking place in Colossae and it was actually tempting the church. So we're going to get into a little bit of nerdy stuff, but ultimately what was happening is, is that, Colossae, the the city itself, was actually a polytheistic. So they believed in worshiping many gods in Colossae. And those who had come to faith um, in Jesus Christ, because the church was planted by Epaphras, these were actually people who were former poly, right. poly, polytheists. Uh, polytheists. They, they have come out of that. And in the midst of that, they are actually, um, they are actually, I'm sure just like when many of us come mm-hmm. to faith, we still got extra sin tagging yeah. along. Yeah. We got yeah. sin. It's yeah. not extra. We just got sin yeah. tagging along yeah. with us. Yeah. And so some of the things that we've believed from the culture, we've taken on. And so some of the things that were really a focus in Colossae through the culture was um, the god Hermes, which was a huge focus on money. It was the god of commerce. It displayed wealth, and it was uh, they they always were very gaudy people. Mm-hmm. They focused on uh, having elaborate pieces as well as pieces that were rare and unique. Because mm-hmm. listen, they were out here trying to floss. Yeah. They were like, well, you know what? Like I know that you got that, right. but this is what, this I, is got. what I got. Right, yeah. because it was yeah. this one up mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have the god of uh. Aphrodite, who, Aphrodite, who was the god of sex. And um, when you look at a lot of um, artistic work, a lot of the sculptures that were made during this time, it depicts a lot of nudity yeah. um, and and um, going from a traditional culture that valued mm-hmm. um, women, they were taking ownership mm-hmm. and they were also flaunting it. flaunting it. And on top of men were actually misusing and not um, honoring women. Mm-hmm. And so what was being depicted of them was reflected was through reflected that in that, yeah. in nudity, right? So you're going from this traditional context of marriage mm-hmm. to now this 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 full on gamut of like be free anybody everybody. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So you got money, sex, and come on, music. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we have Apollo, who is the god of music, and his focus was around um, arts, and arts was just such a big part of the culture. And what Apollo valued was that. Um, intellectualism, wisdom, and knowledge were to be communicated Mm -hmm. in how music was written. And listen, we can relate to these cultural pressures. Can we relate to that? Can we relate to that? I'm thinking of, I'm thinking even just how, yeah, how relevant that is that coming out of a culture that's polytheistic Mm -hmm. where you're worshiping money, sex, and music essentially. And then you come to know Jesus and you add Jesus, money, sex, music, and Jesus. 
because little, some of those things don't change. That's right. And you want to add Jesus. Yeah. And so that's, that is, for them, it was one more deity, one more thing that they could worship, just sort of roping him, him into all these other things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and on that same level, instead of having him, knowing him as the exalted only true God. Right. Um, mm-hmm. He was he was sort of relegated to this homeboy status and not the creator, the the God to be honored that he is. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and and what I love is that we see those sort of temptations or sort of what Paul wants to challenge them to do with that address later in the book, and we'll get get to that. But instead of just adding more, he's he's asking them to take off and put on, and so that's the mindset in which. He's calling these Colossians to walk into their faith. Come on now. And and, let me not jump too far ahead, but I'm excited about that. (laughs) Yes, yes. Because he's inviting them towards faithfully devoting themselves to Jesus as Lord. Mm -hmm. Okay? Jesus only and Jesus as Lord. That's it. Jesus only and Jesus as Lord. And we can relate to that because we are, as women, as Mm -hmm. urban Christian women, listen, we I'm a person. I'm being just flat out honest. I love the way that. I am able to express myself as a woman of color, yeah. as a woman of color who lives in an urban context, and even more as a woman um, who is a Bible-believing, mm-hmm. Jesus-saving, redemptive believer who is following him and devoting my life to him and being able to reflect that in a community and culture that does not see him as yep. Lord. Yep. And so this is what Paul is exhorting them to. He's exhorting them to, hey, faithfully devote yourselves mm-hmm. to living for Jesus. And as you live for Jesus, what the response of everything else that will flow out will reflect a counterculturalness and it will point to who yeah. I am. Yeah. And so that's the that's the challenge that we have even today is will we faithfully yeah. devote ourselves to continue walking with Jesus and making him lord of our lives in the everyday. That's yep. going to be something yep. that that we're going to be talking about and we're going to reiterate over and over and over again is how do we faithfully do that? Mm-hmm. How do we faithfully devote ourselves to Jesus? Yes, we can say it, but mm-hmm. what does it look like to faithfully devote ourselves? And Paul communicates this yeah. from the letter from chapter one all the way to chapter I four. And so, yeah. We are excited about this text. Can <laughs> I just say that? We're excited. Yeah. So, and I think one of the things that that is going to be, like I said earlier, a, tr- uh, a theme is the faithfulness, right? To be mm-hmm. faithful. But also, even as you said that, I'm like, what does it mean to be devoted to something? How are we devoted? Devotion Mm -hmm. is sort of like this capturing of all my attention, all my efforts, all my thoughts, my heart. And so the faithfulness Mm -hmm. is on top of what is devotion. Come on. So let's just let's just think about that. What is devotion? Mm -hmm. And let that inform how we respond to this call in the book of Colossians. Yeah. And you can't really be devoted if your heart has not postured mm-hmm. itself towards submission and surrender, mm-hmm. because submission and surrender pours out into devotion. You you're, you begin to say, like, listen, all those responses, all those things in the everyday, because my heart is in a posture of he is Lord. He is Lord. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah, I can pursue can the, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, you're like, let me be devoted to the one yes. who made me. And know? thinking about how, what the church of Colossae was coming out of mm-hmm. the, and Paul calling them to a devotion. It's almost like, do we want to be devoted or do we want to be divided? That's right. You know, and yeah. that, that, that then is the call mm-hmm. in the book of Colossians. And just as much as that is one part which what we're talking about is cultural pressure right right you also do have this church starting and it's not just a Paphras who has planted the church mm-hmm. but there are also jewish believers mm-hmm. who are coming alongside and so they were still connected towards legalism to the torah so you've got the yeah. element of come on mm-hmm. we got the element of people who done came straight off the streets, okay? Straight you, off these polytheistic streets. Girl, don't this sound like the church, okay? Sex God money. Okay, you got people coming off the street, and then you also have people who have been raised in the church, mm-hmm. come on somebody, mm-hmm. okay? And are given towards following rules and regulations. Yep, crossing every T, dotting every I. Come on now. And letting that be their, their road in. That's right. And so because of that, that they focused on, the, the Jewish believers were focusing on a complete commitment to Jesus. Um, and they were articulating that, uh, I'm sorry, a complete commitment to Jesus was following all the laws mm-hmm. in the Torah. Now, as we know from the Gospels, mm-hmm. And Jesus' life being lived out and him preaching sermon after sermon wherever he went, Jesus raised the standard mm-hmm. beyond the law. Mm-hmm. So he it, so that it could point to himself that no one can keep God's law. No one can meet his standard, which is why I have come in human flesh mm-hmm. to satisfy what my father has mm-hmm. asked. Mm-hmm. And so we see that they themselves as um, Jewish believers are compromising and their compromise happens when they are giving into the law and compromise can really happen on either side of those things, both sides. You can compromise when you coming off the street mm-hmm. and you can compromise if you've been mm-hmm. raised in, in the church five mm-hmm. times over. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you can bend towards legalism or you can bend towards an, um, a misuse mm-hmm. of freedom, grace, and liberation for what Jesus um, came and died for yes. and was resurrected yes. and seated at the right hand of God. Yes. For okay, so that being said, that's our background. That's Going, a great background. <laughs> that's a great background. That's a great background. A great background. And I, this is what I love about the word, which is when we're looking at God's word, we can say, "Man, this is just so relevant." Mm-hmm. That's as I was preparing and I was studying it and internalizing it myself. I was like, "This, this is real life. This yeah. what's going on today." Yep. So, you know, that being said, talk to us about some characters. Right. Who are the who are the major players? There's a lot of characters. There are a lot of characters, and I would love if we could just put sort of a rundown of everybody in the show notes. So the main characters that we're looking at are Paul. We've got Paul who's writing the letter. That's established. We've got the, those inhabiting the city mm-hmm. of Colossae. We've got the church of Colossae, which is Gentile and Jew, as just um, she was saying, you've got those that are coming sort of from this polytheistic background and those that were raised very Torah following Jews mm-hmm. coming into the same church. Mm-hmm. You have We have Christ Jesus and his, his role as exalted Lord, Epaphras, who is the church planter, 
Um, and then we go into some of the more minor players um, as well. But those are the ones that we're really looking at and who are interacting in this book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we'll see as we go further in because um, Paul is going to mention some of these uh, believers who are leading the way yeah. in the church by example. And so um, you guys will hear some of those names as we go further in, but those are the key players. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about some of the key words that we are going to hear and see. And can I just make this suggestion real quick? Go for it. Which is, listen, we don't want to just be these talking heads that you listen to, but we want you to come alongside us. Open your Bible. Even as we sit here, our Bibles are open. Mm-hmm. Open your Bible Read God's word, come alongside of us, read the book of Colossians, and then go back and begin to take your own notes. Mm-hmm. Allow the text to um, communicate and speak for itself what God is saying, as well as come alongside. Yeah. Understand like, oh, the background. Yeah, I do see these mm-hmm. words, you know, um, yeah. repeat it over and over again. So tell us some of the key words. Yeah, we do. We want you to see these things. Um, and in so doing, just really be strengthened in your own Bible study. So that's why this is happening the way it is. Um, so obviously the overall, over, the overarching theme of faithfulness. So we see that throughout in Colossians that um Paul is calling them to be faithful. He's talking about the faith that they've been given, um, the created one, the firstborn, the hope and prayer. And Paul, he opens a lot of the books, just praying for the church and um, speaking those prayers to them um, and for them. So you're going to see that. And we're actually going to jump into that as the the very first part Mm -hmm. of our study Mm -hmm. past the background. But the actual study is going to be about this prayer and 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 the prayer for the church so that's going to be awesome mm-hmm. I'm excited about that and then some of the the pressing questions um through the history of of the letter and and the letters trail it it's 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 talking about a few things like paul is in prison he's punished for announcing that jesus is lord Paul is a participator in the suffering for the um, Messiah. Mm-hmm. He he is not this sideliner, but he or a bench warmer or a spectator. No, Paul has skin He's in got the skin in the game. Paul has skin in the game. He he is literal, like literally, like when he's writing this, mm-hmm. he is in the game. Mm-hmm. He is in the game, and so um, this hardship. Um, that Paul is experiencing by being imprisoned and punished for announcing Jesus as Lord um, through his participation for suffering for the Messiah, it still is causing joy and it's causing Paul um, it, it, it's causing Paul to be able to hear and what and write hear and write about why he is suffering yeah like why he's doing the things he does and here's one of the things that um, we are able to see from Colossians is why does he do what he does? Why is Paul doing what he does? And he's going to articulate this for us um, through the letter. On top of that, Paul is actually being held up and holding up the Christ. 
And so he does this um, as he actually uh, is walking and being on mission and building the church, the New Testament church. But this, which Leah um, referred to earlier in the podcast, which is the story of Epaphras. And in Acts 19.10, he is, Epaphras is actually there with Paul as he preaches for two years to everyone in Asia. And so Epaphras was there and Epaphras himself has now been found faithful to be sent to be to plant the church um, of Colossae. And so we see the joy of what the Holy Spirit does in multiplication through faithfulness in Epaphras. Mm-hmm. And so we see why Paul is doing what he does, but we also see what happens when we hold up Christ and why are yeah. we called to hold up Christ? Why are we called to do that? And so there's three themes mm-hmm. outside of these questions of uh, Paul doing what he does, why he's holding up Christ. There are these three themes that are are answered, I believe, and provided as a response in what we see of who God is, who mm-hmm. Christ is in Colossae. Three themes. Three themes. The three themes are, number one, the supremacy of Christ. Number two, the sufficiency of Christ leading to mm-hmm. many, things, many things, many things that we're going to flesh out. And then the third thing is surrender and submission Mm -hmm. is the course of the believer's life surrender and submission so with supremacy of christ sufficiency of christ and then surrender and submission Mm -hmm. of one's life to christ and to god's kingdom work being done on earth as it is in heaven so we got these broad strokes and these are great. This is great. So we're painting the canvas. We're painting the canvas. Okay, we got the first layer on. Yes, the first layer's on. We got some framework for how we're going to study Colossians, what we're looking for, what's going to jump out at us. Um, and I love that my sister here has the the book of Colossians printed out and highlighted and underlined and circled and all types of things. So I would even commend that to you because if you are a more hands-on learner, this is a way to just get down and dirty with the with the text mm-hmm. in a way that's gonna stick with you. As you, if you know, just if you're a student in college, master's, grad, whatever, you know that as you're writing, things sort of solidify more in your brain. So that's great. Mm-hmm. So as we sort of jump off here, um, what are some questions that we want to leave y'all with? Um, first of all, what as we sort of looked at these outside cultural pressures for the Church of Colossae. What are the cultural pressures for us inside or outside of the church that we're tempted by or have been given into recently? So what are some of these cultural pressures inside or outside of the church? We talked about the two um, compromises, either the compromise of sort of still pursuing those those freedoms and those liberties that God has called you to throw off or the compromise of holding tightly to obeying the laws and the standards, crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's and letting that be your road to righteousness. Both of those are compromise. So, and both of those can be cultural pressures. Come on. And how, so how are you being tempted by that? And what have mm-hmm. you even been wrestling with or given into? So that's a, that's a great question to reflect on. Secondly, would you identify as a participator, a sideliner, or a bench warmer, a spectator in living faithfully as an urban Christian woman? Wh- which one are you? Which one are you? Because as we saw, Paul was not a bench warmer. He had skin in the game. Mm-hmm. He was he was leaving it all on the field. 
and um, was mm-hmm. was doing that as a faithful servant of Christ. Mm-hmm. So as we look at that example in Paul, let's turn the mirror on us and mm-hmm. say, how how am I identifying? Yeah. Am I a participator? Am I in? Am I, do I got sweat equity happening? Mm-hmm. Am I a sideliner or a bench warmer spectator? Am I living faithfully as an urban Christian woman? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, the question we want to leave you guys with is what have you witnessed the Holy Spirit multiply through your faithfulness to Jesus? So we know that we are not perfectly faithful. I am not perfectly faithful. Mm-hmm. But when we are walking in that faithfulness to Jesus Christ as urban Christian woman, how have we witnessed the Holy Spirit multiply? Paul saw um, just a multiplication through the faithful handing off of this church to Epaphras. And so what are ways in our lives that we see the Holy Spirit using our faithfulness to multiply the mission of Jesus? Mm-hmm. And that's great. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Listen, ladies, these questions as well as um, our show notes will be available to you all and you can download them um, for um, your use and benefit. And so we're excited about the book of Colossians um, and we will be going through the first part of Colossians. We're going to take this and we're going to let it sort of just simmer and marinate. And so we're not just going to do one chapter at a time. We're going to take the sections of each chapter. And so on that note, let me close us out in prayer. Um, for um, God's good work to be done in our lives through the book of Colossians. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the life of Paul. Thank you for him um, uh, living and modeling for us what it means to rest in your supremacy and your sufficiency as Christ and how it leads us to surrender and submit our lives to you faithfully um, in the everyday God, forgive us for ways that we have um, lived in the compromising lanes, Lord God. And Lord, we're going to do it again. Um, We're going to be tempted to do it. And and at some point, we may even give in to our flesh. But we would say, Lord, by your spirit, would you empower us to... um, be revealing would your holy spirit reveal lord the ways in which we compromise ourselves god whether we lean towards legalism or where we lean towards um uh leaning into the freedoms before we uh we confess you as savior and lord to follow you all our days and then father we pray that as we surrender and submit ourselves to you god that you would show us what it means to be faithfully devoted, God. We pray for the book of Colossians, that our hearts would be open, that our ears would be attentive to hear, and our eyes would be um, open to see, God, how um, we can live faithfully every day as urban Christian women. God, we're going to entrust this to you because you're a great God and you're a good father and your desire is that your name would be glorified and that your kingdom would be multiplied. And so, Lord, we want to live on mission for you and we pray that all of this would be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, ladies, we'll see you soon. See you next time.